0: This is Michelle with Breaking the Dice, and I am here today with Jay. What's up? And Paul. Hey. We are here today to talk about some great games we've covered. Um, we're going to talk a lot, but little bit about Essen releases that are coming out. And we've also got an exciting top five for each one of us that we're going to throw at you. So first things first, we had our game day here locally yesterday and got to play some fun stuff. Um, one of the things I got to get more plays on is Dead of Winter Flick'Em Up. I got to show that to uh, some of my board game group at the at the village. Geek, and we had a great time with that.
1: So, just just uh, just for for clarity here, which of the scenarios have you successfully completed? Well,
0: I I'm going to say this is not a Mario game, and you don't have to complete a scenario to move All forward. Right, so,
1: World so. One One.
0: <laughs> so, Go. no, I have not won a game of that yet. <laughs> but I'm super bad at it. So, I am not the good person to have on your team when you're playing this game, but I really like doing it.
1: I don't I don't know how the rest of that game went. I came in for the last few seconds and all I saw was a zombie rushing the RV. So, it feels like you were close.
0: <laughs> so,
2: the- all I saw was Jed sprawled across the table, <laughs> trying to flick something.
0: That's that. that was kind of the uh, that was kind of the how star- strong yeah. is your table test game is What we're now calling that. Well,
1: it's the new pool trick shot. Except, <laughs> you know, it's not pool anymore. We've got other games to play.
0: Yeah, we have those little buck shots. The shotgun has these little bitty little little like discs, and it'll shoot out four of them. Yeah, you just chase those all over. Uh
1: huh. Yeah, yeah just
0: chase. Just they're,
1: some... <laughs> they're going to need to start selling spares <laughs> of that. Just
0: just spares of those. But we had a great time. It was really fun because we played it with, like, the kids would come in. And playing that first scenario, especially because it doesn't have any of, like, the extras. You're just working together and you can be any character. And it's very, very simple. It was really nice for, like, a local game store setting because people were kind of able to drop in and out as they came in. And... To try it out like there was a couple that came in and were really interested in it and so we had, oh well come on try to shoot it. all you're trying to do is like you know flick this and hit a zombie with it and you know and so it was really cool for that aspect and then the kids would come in and play and they'd get bored and wander off and do something else and they'd come back and so um but that was a lot of fun um we also got to play i'm gonna mess up this title because i always do it's escape from 100 million bc right Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So this is a cooperative game that we got to play, and you are time travelers that are your, your time ship, your time machine, crashes in a volcano... In in, in in long time ago and so you're trying to 100 million BC yeah a long time ago and so you're trying to gather the pieces of your ship and put it together and so it's a exploration game so you're going hmm. tile by tile and finding dinosaurs that are going to eat you and you have to be careful not to kill the dinosaurs because if you kill a dinosaur that could cause bad consequences down the line but they don't care they're just going to try to eat you mm-hmm. On top of that, you're opening up these time rifts, and so other people from the other points in history, future, other points in history are getting thrown back into this prehistoric time, and so we have to save them, and this game was so much fun. Paul, what were your thoughts?
1: yeah I, mean, I I really enjoy any kind of that uh, exploration style game and you get to you get to flip over some tiles and figure out what's going on that was a lot of fun you know the the, the premise of it I think is really cool you're you know you time travelers and kind of stuck in this ancient world trying to get all the all the gear you need to bring your bring your ship back together and get out of there but also all these rifts keep opening and you know, people from all all different eras of, of human civilization show up, and so you know, and you also
0: the... get punished at the end of the game if you don't save these people. Mm-hmm. So you can win the game by just go get your parts, let these people, you know, whoever came through the time rift, be on their own. But bad things will happen later on. So one of the things that was kind of like sad is at the end of the game we had this. Uh, she was a peasant. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't remember what, what dynasty she was in, but she was a peasant and it was like, Well, we've got all of our pieces. Sorry. Right was Z. Yeah. Sorry, Z. You're not that important. We don't even know who you are. Yeah. We saved the big ones. We saved and Albert Einstein. The,
1: yeah, it's it's got kind of the, the cool cool element of uh you know, you you figure out what your score is when you finally finish, and then you you get to see what kind of world you're returning to, and and if you if you've screwed things up too poorly, and, and now you're now you're just in trouble, or if it's if it was a good day, you know. So um, we kind of played the played the easy uh-huh. difficulty, and and so it, I feel like it, it could it could definitely benefit from um, from from ramping that up a little bit and see. Zero goes, but I I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a co-op game. I think it went up to four players. And, you know, if you like, if you have somebody who enjoys co-ops, if you have somebody who likes kind of that cheeky, like, time mm-hmm. traveler because it is really kind of like a cheesy like 70s time traveler type yep. movie you're yep. playing but if you like that kind of thing i definitely suggest checking this mm-hmm. one out
1: and fan of dinosaurs Plenty and, and, well,
0: and there's all sorts of dinosaurs i found a megalodon in the swamp and i felt like that was just not fair
2: <laughs> now is it related in any way to any of the other escape games like escape the cursed temple or.
0: I think other. so. I think this is one or of escape the zombie city. Uh huh. I think this was was the first one. Don't quote me on that, but I think okay. this is the first one. <laughs> um, so it really gets me excited to try that. That kind of stuff because I know that they've done a bunch of they've done like yeah escape zombie city they've done escape I think there was a alien one I don't remember but I think there's a bunch of them out there but this one was a lot of fun and I, yeah definitely excited to try some more what other ge- what other games have you guys played recently
1: so I've been doing you know doing some doing some replays getting some more time in with uh, some of the some of the recent acquisitions <laughs> tyrants of the underdark play a little downforce.
0: So we got to play Downforce at almost max player count, and that was a lot of fun. We uh, mm-hmm. we've played it one once before, just kind of the two of us, just to kind of figure out the mechanics. Mm-hmm. But man, this game shines with more players. It yeah, was it's, so it's a much lot fun. Of,
1: it's a lot of fun. You get a, a lot of that, a lot of that back and forth, and that that player interaction. We were playing on the. Harder. the uh, the harder track which has more more choke points, so there's a lot of of putting people into a bad situation where they can't get out very easily or can't can't progress very well so uh, it gets a little bit more A little bit more cutthroat, a little... Oh, yeah. A little little rougher there. Yeah.
0: In fact, towards the end, Paul basically decided the fate of the last two drivers because, I mean, neither one of us were winning, but it basically meant who went in the whole money and who at least broke even because of whoever finished ahead of the other so yeah downforce great game
1: it's a lot it's a lot of fun
0: i was afraid it would drag out and be longer with that many players i was like i don't know if i want this game it is one of those games that it's not going to last if it runs an hour like Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. yeah so but with the higher it it plays quick it's it's
1: very very smooth (laughs) you know everybody kind of does their thing and it's yeah it's it's not not too hard to get your get your head around and no, I think it's a lot of fun. You know, it's nice that it also comes with the, both of those maps, so you get a little bit of variability there. Uh, very reminiscent of Formula D. Yeah. Uh, it's it really feels like they are both they're both ends of the spectrum as far as Formula D being a long playtime sort of more complicated racing game, and then you have something like Downforce, which is very quick and simple. <laughs> yeah, and I've always had the problem with Formula D that I feel like it goes too you, you get about halfway into the race, and, and I'm I'm about ready to call it. You know? Yeah, it goes it, way it, the, too the, long, the, the play doesn't change as you go through the race, so it's kind of doing the same things over and over again. It's a lot of fun at first, and then I feel like the game runs on too long. Downforce absolutely does not have that problem. Mm-hmm. It,
0: no, it was. You,
1: you you get into it, things get a little tense near the near the finish line, and then it's over. Anyway.
0: Yeah. And I, in fact, we were. Not, everybody was there. I mean, we started that game really late, and that's why we wanted to play a quick game because mm-hmm. it was really late. And everybody's like, "Man, if it weren't already midnight, we would totally oh, yeah. play another one." Yeah,
1: we, everybody was ready to just flip the board over and, and, and go another round.
0: What else have you guys been playing?
1: Uh, so we did did finally get in. A play of Twilight Imperium four, so I you know I don't I don't believe we've had much time to, to really get into that and discuss that too no, much. No, this
0: will be Paul's segment of the show because uh, Jay and I have politely declined to play yeah, Ti four.
1: So, so I played with I'll a couple play of people.
2: I just haven't had a chance. Well, it, you it's to Timing has not worked out for me on games it, lately.
1: It, it really is a commitment. I think I think actual play time for a three player game we ran somewhere in the neighborhood of three hours three hours and some change probably so um so you know that it's not bad play time i think so it's it's very much a game where each each player takes their turn each player has their own things to do there's not a lot of simultaneous play so so you're going to add play time you know pretty pretty linearly by adding players the more the more you have the longer it's longer it's going to take. You're not really going to get any easy overlap. Do you
0: overlap. Feel like that adds to like dead time? Does it have really bad dead time because of that?
1: You know, I don't I don't really think so, but I think games like that, you know, they they there are two kinds of players that approach that. There are players that are, you know, they they take their turn when it's their turn and they do their thing, and then there are there are other players where part of their play is Kind of observing observing what other people are do are doing and how they're managing the board how they're managing you know w- what what strategies they're kind of working on because you want to be able to tell what direction somebody's heading you know you don't want to be able to just see this is the state of the board and this is what i want to do you really need to have an idea of what someone else is going to try to do you know and the, the the uh the major the major center center kind of home world the defunct capital city effectively you know that's something where you know early on in the game nobody's really nobody's really looking at it too closely but once somebody's starting to make a play for that you really need to be a little bit invested in what they're doing and that's aside from things like like combat where uh you you're making you're making roles and, and making decisions if you're if you're in that fight you know very reminiscent of of a game like Axis and Allies in the combat system, where you have you know you have two armies that, that that clash and each each different unit type gets to roll gets to roll their dice and they're aiming for different different targets. Some of them have special abilities that let them let them fire early or let them um, let them get some some extra benefits in certain scenarios. And then once once you start taking hits, it's a lot about you know, deciding which ships are going to take the hit. You know, the bigger ships can take more than one hit, but then the smaller ships are there to kind of absorb those hits to protect your your bigger, more expensive ships. So, you know, if you never had any exposure to a, a Twilight Imperium game it, th- they think of it a lot as as an axis and allies in space kind of thing it it, it has that kind of feel uh, more of a more of a modular kind of kind of random tile placement for the board other than you know just using a world map like axis and allies does you know it's it is it, it was a lot of fun i never got around to playing twilight imperium 3 so it's difficult to make the make the comparisons because from from a lot of what i've heard is twilight imperium 4 has streamlined the process a lot they they've changed the technology tree which i guess in twilight imperium 3 it was a technology tree and now it's more of a more of a prerequisite system but it's the the technology i felt was a little bit light it's it's not so much it's not so much about, you, you don't have a lot of choice. If you want one of the better technologies, there are specific things that you're going to be building to get there, and you only have a few things that you can swap in and out. So, There's not a lot of choice there. You're pretty much building along the progression. This is this is your level one technology, this is your level two technology, and they each require a certain number of technologies from the prior.
0: With your technologies, are those... De- are they the same for all the players or does it depend on I know it's got different alien classes
1: yeah, yeah and that's that is that is one really cool thing about it is it does have it does have a huge number of of different alien uh, different alien nations alien races that you can play so just right out of the box i you know it's a dozen or more i don't okay. even remember how many uh, but quite a few in there and um, you know, Twilight Imperium Three players would probably recognize some of the some of the content they've got in there. It was a very good, very good addition, kind of starting off as far as how that impacts the technology. It does give you some some alternative options. It does give you some extra technologies that are available that work well with that particular race, and then they they play into the the kind of the prerequisite system for other technologies. But it doesn't you know it doesn't there's not a lot going on as far as the the technology tree and i think that's that's one of the big big compliments people have had for how how they've changed it in this edition is that with with a simplified technology tree it streamlines a lot of that process i kind of felt like it would have been nicer to have a couple more options like if there had just been maybe two technologies of every level because there are certain technologies that that you might be purchasing that don't fit with your strategy, but those you technologies fit. It's a prerequisite to get one of the higher level okay. ones that does fit with your strategy. So that I mean that was kind of my feeling is it felt like that was that was pretty late. Otherwise, everything else in the game flowed really well. Um, you know the components look great. Um, oh, yeah. You have it's you have all your different ships. Game. You know yeah, and it's you have the 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 giant planet ship that is you know your your Death Star stand-in kind of thing and it's it's really cool i don't think i got around to building one uh, every every race has has kind of different powers on some of their ships so like their big one usually all of them have have something something really cool like for the they have a the flagship that you can build and everyone's flagship does something different oh, okay.
0: so each race plays very different What'd you say?
1: That each race plays different. They don't play very different. So, a lot of the lower level ships are very, very similar between the races. Um, it's, you know, there, there are just some exceptions and some of the technologies that it's enough that it makes them all feel different, but the game overall is, is, you know, basically the same idea. You have, you have the different, you know, the different avenues for success that you want to go through, different ways to go about playing the game. You know, you can, you can play relatively peaceful okay. if you want the, the particular race that I was playing had special benefits for, for being kinder to, kinder to other so races, Less, less, less uh, combative, more diplomatic, and so that's pretty cool that okay. you, you have kind of the the diplomacy options that yeah, allow you that's
0: to, what I was to allow
1: do. you to advance through the game without necessarily having to pick a fight. Uh, at the end of the day, it's it's a big space game, so you're probably going to get into a fight here and there. There's <laughs> there's going to be going to be big space battles, and if nothing else, you get close to the end of a game like that, and sometimes you just want to you just want to try it out. You know, you have your your huge fleet of ships that you've built up through the whole game and you want to see what they can really get done because you'll have some you'll have some cool stuff there so so yeah the, the, you're, you're probably going to end up in a few fights but there are always opportunities for diplomacy along the way so overall I, you know I was I, I was pretty happy with it I thought it was I thought it was a great game. Uh, you know, I think I think the only real strong criticism I'm going to have of it is the playtime, and that's yeah, that's the killer. Is even even if they've streamlined it, and I, I will believe they have, even if they've streamlined it. If you're talking about a full player count game, you're going to need commitments from people going in of six hours. You yeah, know? That, and, and, and I don't know that that's how long it would play. One of these days we're gonna we're gonna pull it out and give it a shot, but. Um, but I can see that being a real realistic playtime for a full player count. You know, if we're talking about with three players, we had we had a, a over over three hours. You know, I'm subtracting out I'm subtracting setup out time and for time. So yeah, setup and learning and, and things that we could streamline a little bit in the future. Um, but you know, realistic that was a whole you know, that was a whole afternoon and, and some of the evening endeavor was getting the game out going through the rules figuring everything out getting everything set up and then playing through yeah it was it was a, it was a big time investment so so you know saying 3 hours for playtime, it's that's that just is, the playtime.
0: that is my struggle is man you talk about a 3 hour game like i could play all these other games in 3 hours we could play all these yeah.
2: different games I mean, or even just two or three in 3 hours <laughs> i mean
1: sure you know in little it, over 3 hours you know and it, it's not so much that it's not so much that i mind playing that game instead of two or three others, necessarily. It's just that when you have a window of time, you can play one game and, you know, you're an hour later and then you can decide, do I have time to play another one? Am I, am I up for another one? And you have that option. <laughs> uh, you know, a big game like Twilight Imperium 4, you don't have that option. You need to go in yeah. saying, this is my, this is my evening. This is what this is going to be. Yeah. And, you know, ideally, someone's going to set it up beforehand so that you don't have to worry about you know I worry about that extra setup time and and you know you're you're planning on spending your whole evening and now here it is midnight and you're halfway through. So yeah, the it, it's it's not it's not going to be I think that much different from from previous editions in that respect. It's still going to be a long game, but it is it is a lot of fun. It is really cool. The the quality of the production on the game is very nice. I'm very very happy with getting a chance to see it and play it and you know if if a big game like that is is your speed then I'd say it's a great one you know
0: it's so what would choice. you look more forward to full count scythe full count ti4 we've
2: played in an alma we were one away
1: from full count side yeah yeah like seven not eight yeah
0: what what would you what would you be more excited about because i mean that's a long game too yeah
1: a well, right? full full count of scythe you're talking probably three or four hours yeah. i think depending on how experienced the players are i know the, the play we got in it went really smoothly. A lot of a lot of uh, good experienced gamers in there makes it go because you, you should know before your turn starts what your what your action's gonna be, what your play is gonna be. So Which one is it? You, putting
0: you on the spot. So
1: all right, so if if, if I got to if, if I got you to make this a Saturday decision,
0: afternoon, you've got the players going, we can play one of these two games.
1: So if I made the dec- if, if I got to pick if I got to pick four times in a row, it would be Twilight Imperium four and then side scythe scythe. Um, I think Scythe is probably overall a better game, but you know, it, better for me anyway. Twilight Imperium's cool. I I would love to see that played at the max player count. I think that's something that that I'm gonna eventually be making time for.
0: But more so, you want to do it just to do it at the max player right, count, yeah, just not to, because just to see how
1: it, how it plays you're out. You're
0: really looking forward. To, okay.
1: But you know, there's also all of the other different. Uh, the different races and things like that 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 change things up enough mm-hmm. that it's gonna it's gonna influence your strategy. It's gonna push you into doing things you might not otherwise have done. So so in that respect, it'd also be cool just to see all of those all of those different races get a play and see how they how they play off of each other. So if if I had if I had plenty of time, I would <laughs> so, love to play it over and over again. But yeah, right. no, I think I think I, I, realistically, I'll probably play it one more time at. At the max player count or close to the max player count, safe, it? and then and then that'll be all I really need out of that game. But I'm always going to be, you know, I'm always I'm always going to be a yes if there's time, and you'll and there's, there's the right players. That's a game that I'm
0: you'll you'll play happy anything to get though. Into. So
1: that that might be true. <laughs> that is completely true. does it compared
2: aside from a combat standpoint? Is there more push towards? In player fighting, because side is very can be very yeah. right laid back. Yeah. and that's
0: what I like and, about side. At a low player
2: count, you could go the whole game without even fighting. Anybody. Right, right. Yeah. At yeah. a high player count, it's harder to do that, but still, there's not near as much mm-hmm. fighting as you would normally get out of an area control game.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I I played I played a race that was mostly diplomatic. So mm-hmm. I spent a good portion of my game not fighting. Uh, I had a, I had a, one of my neighbors, and it's 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 one of those things where in scythe you can get into a fight and it can be a trivial thing. Um, that's that's something that you learn as you as you play scythe. There are plenty of opportunities where you're going to be in a fight, and your best play is to deliberately lose. Yeah. Like that might be the smartest move you have. Uh, with, with Twilight Imperium, it's everyone's building up kind of side by side, so there's always a cost and a risk associated with okay. with with making that play against somebody. So, so I had um, like since I was being more diplomatic, I spent most of the game being very friendly with one of my neighbors, and then um, and then okay, once okay. I once I so then the the other player once I finally got into a situation where. Uh, where we were kind of you know pressed for space essentially you know there's there's only so much room on the board eventually somebody's gonna have to make a push uh once we got into that m- you know my luck turned fairly poorly I had some good advantages on my side uh, I was going up against someone that was that was real fighter heavy and I had some some pretty some pretty potent advantages against that uh, and then the the dice just Just failed me. That's not a thing that happens with Scythe. So, with Scythe, you can plan much better for the outcome of a fight. So, in that respect, I feel like with Scythe, you go into every fight knowing what you're likely to gain or lose out of it. And so, that calculation means that every fight means something. With something like Twilight Imperium, it's kind of like you can go into a fight, and if it doesn't work your way, Hopefully you've got a plan B. And and that's most of the game. I had some kind of plan B. I was gonna go into this fight, and if it didn't go my way, I had my plan B. Now, unfortunately, it seemed like most of the time plan A and plan B went the same and it didn't it didn't work out. So I didn't do very well. I didn't do very well with fighting there, but I felt like like in Scythe, you can play a great game without doing any fighting. Twilight Imperium 4, I feel like if you're not gonna if you're not gonna Get a little bit aggressive, you're probably not coming out on top <laughs> in the end.
2: Well, and inside you can see the fights coming ahead of time. You can plan mm-hmm. for them. You know yeah. when somebody's going to be
1: coming yeah. out. And, 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 yeah, and yeah, and Twilight Imperium. It's just the, the nature of having all of these warships flying around is yeah. You you can be sitting right next to somebody the whole game, and you know they you've got you've got a whole armada, you know, right next to each right next to each other, and then there's there's no fight. There's no will. There's no will to start that fight because that person could also be, you know, close enough to a wormhole that they can get to, get to the other players, and they may be more interested in, in fighting them. So, gotcha. so it's a little bit of trying to guess, you know, guess what they're trying to do. But most of most of my military buildup uh, in that game was was just about deterrence and, and and making sure that I wasn't an easy target. And so I spent a lot of the game not not terribly aggressive, but I feel like Twilight Imperium wants you to be want you to be a little bit aggressive. I mean, it is is—it is sort of a war game when you get right down to it.
0: Well, um, I think that covers just about everything we've played recently. Our next thing I threw at the guys last minute, just to keep them on their toes, because that's what I do. You
2: want to throw something at us last minute every time we
0: do something. <laughs> keeps you keep keeps <laughs> keeps keeps young. Um, we're going to do, we've each got a top five, and these are games that we recommend or that we would bring to a new board game meetup. So these are things that you would take if you're going to meet some new friends to play games with um, at the local game store. People, you know, oh, it's a board game day and you want to bring something, you don't know what to bring. These are what we suggest. And we're going to start with everybody's. Yep.
1: And so I think and I think we all managed to interpret the question differently. So this should this be fun. Could
0: be this interesting. should be
1: really interesting. Okay,
0: so we'll go with everybody's number five first and I will start. And I...
1: Wait, we were supposed to put these in an order?
0: Yeah, yeah, top five. Okay, hold on. Top five. Hold on, I gotta re <laughs> program
1: here. I, I numbered mine starting at 10.
0: No. Uh, my number five is Coyers. Coyers is okay. an older game. Okay. It is a dice building game. I really like this game, especially for, nor- for new like groups, because. A lot of times at the, at the friendly local game store you'll see a bunch of like magic players and things like this and I think this kind of game can totally get those people also because it has an element of like you're getting these creatures and you're battling and trying to take out your other players but instead of cards it's dice and there's hundreds of custom dice and I'm a sucker for it. It's got a great play length, it goes pretty quick. It's in the realm of Dice Masters. In fact Eric Lang had a yeah. hand in Warriors as well. It's it in that it, it same
1: basically realm. is. It but basically is Dice Masters without the without, without the collectible, the collectible yeah. element to it.
0: And it's just so a single game. Which mm. is what I like about it because I'm mm. not I'm not all about trying to collect all of the
2: dice it's it's a deck builder with dice and that's really all it is it's it's truly a deck builder but instead Mm -hmm. of cards that you're buying you're buying dice there's a set set of dice that are out there just like there would be in a deck builder and so it has that same sort of benefit it's just bringing in dice for the luck instead of just shuffling your deck and mm. hoping that you're building the right deck it's all dice it's a lot of fun from that and, it,
1: and it's always it's always fun to bring out a game that just has a lot of a lot of weird looking dice that people yeah. can chuck around the table yeah dice like that's frogs that's that's, and that's fun bringer, by itself animal. frogs are other Doses. questionable interpretations yeah, of what that thing might crazy be stuff. You know, they have they have little pictures of the the creatures on the dice so it's yeah, it, 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 it's a little bit of a Rorschach test there. See what what we think these things are.
0: <laughs> All right, Paul, what you got for number five?
1: I said my number five. I'm going to put Sentient. Wow,
0: I think, new I think, one.
1: I think it's an interesting choice. And it,
0: of the board game.
1: Partly, partly is you know because I I did I did this at TsunamiCon. Is oh. you know a group of people were were looking for a game to just kind of get a play and kill some time and. And I thought you know what no one's playing sentient need, people need to be playing sentient so so we pulled that out we uh, played it they they admittedly were not very not very friendly towards the idea of math and and you know by the end of it everyone seemed to have a really good time you know so I think that plus the the style and the artwork of it is really nice so yeah I love I, I love bringing that game out. You know, it's it's still fairly new, but I feel like it's one that's probably going to fly a little bit under the radar, so a lot of people aren't going to have seen it yet.
0: I think my only downfall is when you look at this game, it's like, oh, crap, do I remember how to do equations? And so I think that would be my only thing, not, is it looks... They're not hard equations. It's not, it's say, not calculus.
2: I remember basic math. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how, how, can,
0: how does one add? Yeah. Like, what is I'm greater
2: not, than and less than? What is right, right,
0: You've got to think about, okay, which way is the alligator? Hold on. Yeah. Um that would be my only thing, but I agree with you. And it's straight. It looks good on a table. I'm mm-hmm. all for something looks great on a table. It's going to draw people in, so yep. I'm, I'm good with that. you okay. Fun dice. And finally, so, we, we like fun dice.
2: My number five, I'm going to give a little lead-in <laughs> for. No. So
0: If you need a disclaimer, it's not good.
2: It's great. It's a game that if you set it up at a table in a game store you will get some people to stop and you will get them to play because it looks great. And the miniatures... Oh, no. Set up look awesome. And it's Scythe.
0: Okay. (laughs) I thought you were going Super Dungeon Explorer and I was super worried. No. I was super worried. I was like...
2: Arcadia (laughs) Quest... Super Dungeon Explorer doesn't exist anymore because there is (laughs) Arcadia Quest. But Scythe, because the the little tractor minis, (laughs) Mm -hmm. the... Mechs. The mechs, they're just awesome looking and people stop and it catches your eye the board looks really nice mm-hmm. and you can always find some people that will stop and want to play yeah
1: you know and i, so... and I think the the range of people that can absorb a game like side being a more complicated game i know it seems like we've had the whole range of, of people pick that game up and it it's fairly intuitive it's fairly easy we to, to pick it up and play
0: solo mode it's a Numicon. I don't know if you noticed that, but he, he, he played it. Yeah,
1: played it solo. Uh, there was a lot of that. At, there's a lot of that at at, at Tsunami Con or any kind of convention. Is is people will. I was like, that's cool. Pick up a game just to kind of play around with it and see what it looks like. I was like,
2: that's cool. But I, I really do think it, it can draw in some players. The actions of every player has they're kind of set different. All their actions are a little different. Mm-hmm. But because I just have these four actions on my board and that's all I can do. It really helps them learn the game faster.
0: That's and even we played
2: the seven-player game, and three out of the seven were brand new players. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like they missed a beat. They were all all competing with everybody else for that first place and it was so it it plays really well with new players
1: even i'm definitely not afraid to bring that game out in front of new players i think that's that's a good choice
0: yeah good choice all right uh number four but i said lords of Waterdeep. now while this is not my favorite worker placement once again i love it for a new meetup group because um (laughs) not to be rude but it's DD and like nerds love them some DD. and so this is a really easy game to get any Anybody into um, even if they're bigger into board games, it's got enough meat on it to entertain somebody who's played a bunch of board games. Or if it's just somebody new to the board game group and they've played Catan and they're like, Yeah, I came here to play something that's not Catan, it's still I think very uh entry level. It's a
2: very strong worker placement, so it appeals to the worker placement fan and it's got the D theme mm-hmm. to appeal to the D and D fan. And so it hits two audiences really well. Yep. Yeah, and if very if, if entry you, level worker placement. Yeah, and
1: if you don't if you don't know anything about D D, then you know it still it oh, still good, fits yeah. the theme. It mm-hmm. still makes sense. Here, you know, it's it's lords of a of a fantasy city trying to mm-hmm. trying to accomplish different quests. So yeah. All right,
0: Paul,
1: number four. I went ahead and picked down force
0: kind of kind of talk you know
1: and that's and that's just the way it's always going to be so like the last last 5 games I played those are my favorite I <laughs> love those uh, no it's 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 a it's a nice kind of good looking game mm-hmm. it has a really clean play you know relatively simple i this is a game you can play with grandma this is a game you can play with a serious gamer and i think they're probably going to be mostly okay with it you know yeah i think i think it's it's got a, it's got a lot of range it's it's the kind of thing that No one's really going to find objectionable, even if it's not their favorite. Okay. So I think it's a safe game.
0: I'm good with that. I'm good with that. And it is a safe game, and I like that it's got some luck in that, you know, the hand you're dealt, but it's so cards, so you can still determine some of that, so it's not like Mm -hmm. a die roll. Jay! All right,
2: so I'm going Cult of the New with my (laughs) number four as well, in Five Minute dungeon. Oh, nice. So a game that is really good for getting people to, or forcing people to work together, I guess you could call it. (laughs) But the way the game works together, and every player has to be cognizant of what the other players are doing, and so you kind of have to get to know everybody so that you can work together. Yeah,
0: that's fair. That's good. It's good like Dicebreaker. Dicebreaker.
2: Ha! Icebreaker game. (laughs) It works really well for that. I thought it was picking it up at Gen Con. I mean, we got a lot of play there. And people were coming by, and you know, they were demoing it. And you just grab random people and throw what? them in, but they've got to work together, so you kind of get to know
1: these other people. As I
0: think my it. disclaimer with this game is don't play it at your little, like, calm library meetup oh. because yeah. it does wind up. There's, go gonna like, be, need, there's
1: gonna be some yelling.
0: We need swords, yeah. who's got swords? <laughs> so maybe just maybe don't play this with the library. But yeah, no, great choice. I love that game. We yeah. lovingly call it's it Speed I mean, and that's that's completely just, it's it's awesome. Mm-hmm. My number three, well, I did not go Colton the New. I went completely opposite. I said Karuba. I really love Karuba. Um, this mm-hmm. game is a tile placement game. Um, and it is, uh, I mean, it's kind of like themed of Indiana Jones, like going into the jungle and finding your artifacts, mm-hmm. like Temple of the...
1: Temple ooh. of the Lost Ark, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs>
0: Let me just pull my nerd card out and give that to you. Um, And so it's a lot of fun. Plays different age ranges. I've played it with the kids. I've played it with other gamers. Um, Once again, it's visually fun to look at. And um, I just really enjoy it. I think it's it's, it's light enough to be inviting to anybody. Um, Once again, a safe theme. You're not going to worry about anybody being upset about anything or not feeling like they can't get it. It's not too heavy, but still has enough strategy. And it's in the same vein to me like a ticket to ride, where if you're playing Playing it with more entry-level gamers or people who don't play a bunch of board games, it's very friendly, and you kind of do your own thing. If you're playing with a bunch of gamers who played it together, it gets cutthroat and mean. So I think or it if you're fits. playing
2: it with your significant other, it gets very cutthroat. <laughs>
0: <mean>. <laughs> so I think it's I think it's a good game in that range, is because you can you can play with the kids. It's very friendly. It's very but yeah, if you play it with your gaming group who you play with all the time, things get rude and people start cutting each other off and. Shutting stuff down.
1: I agree with you. I think I think it is a a fun game. It's a good gateway game. So all right. So my number three. My pick here. You know, I went ahead and went with Dixit. No, no, (laughs) no. I mean, I think I think so. So there's there's a certain category of game that I think works really well if you're playing with. People that you don't necessarily know—it's—it's it's the kind of games that people will pull out at parties. It's the same same arena that a game like Apples to Apples or mm-hmm. Cards Against Humanity lives in. I'm not a huge fan of either of those. They're the same game, <laughs> honestly. They're the same game. <laughs> yeah, once for. Kids I'm not and a huge adults. I'm not a huge fan of them. Like you know, they come out at parties a lot, so you end up playing them sometimes. But uh, but I think a game like Dixit really kind of really kind of touches on some of those creative centers a little bit more than than just kind of the wordplay i would I, I would also gladly substitute in um you know virtually any code names variant uh you know code names pictures would be great but but some of the newer ones you know if, you, if you've got a crowd that's going to be more more interested in in disney or marvel or or you know whatever whatever else they end up Big coming IP. up with, yeah. But you know, Dixit of course is a classic. I love the art. Um, you know that's that's a that's a game maker that I've that I've long been a huge fan of. So uh, so there, that's always going to be something that I very much enjoy, even if I don't play it that much. I really enjoy the idea of it. And if I'm playing with people that I don't know at all and they haven't played a lot of games, this is one that I pull out that I would pull out, and I think is going to be a good time
2: the the one nice thing about it is the card art compared to like a code name pictures mm-hmm. oh. is so much better. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's bright, it's flashy, abstract, it's abstract art. Yeah. It yeah. looks really good as you're setting cards on the table, you're looking at it. Code name pictures is a fun game, but all yeah. the art is black and white. Yeah, and, and no it's it's, it. it's relatively
1: Literally. basic. It's, yeah, it's, it's a little it's, quirky and weird, but uh, but not not, not quite so uh, so surreal and really thought-provoking yeah, I think that's as some the, of the Dixit art can be. I think
0: that's the big difference is where with art from like Codenames Pictures, it's a very literal, like three things I have to do is snow. You know, yeah. very literal mm-hmm. where I think Dixit involved, it can involve more emotion, sadness.
2: Happiness also sure. opens up a lot yeah, of definitely. conversation as yeah. you're judging trying each to other. judge <laughs> their picture, trying exactly to judging. figure out how they got this, <laughs> and they're explaining it, trying to yeah. not give away that it's their card. But
1: yeah, you have the you have the picture there that's got the uh, that's got the, the the couple that's recently married, and then there's also the the prisoner with his ball and chain yeah. somewhere else on the picture. I th- I think the interpretations of cards like that can really tell you a lot about somebody.
0: All
2: right. Jay, number three. Um, I also went social deduction group on this in Shadowhunters. I don't think it fits a 7-8 player real well because I don't like it at that number.
0: Oh, really?
2: I, I hate it at a high number, but I think at a 4- and 5-player game, it's really good. It moves fast-paced. Mm-hmm. There's enough kind of going back and forth with people. We've played it with new gamers over and over, and when we first played it, it was... We were the new gamers playing it with a group that had already played it and wasn't—I mean—was experienced with the game. And it just plays really well. It allows you to get to know everybody as you're playing, kind of learning some stuff about who they're playing, but also, mm-hmm. yeah, kind talking of talking back and forth, trying to get a feel for who mm-hmm. they
1: are as a person. You know? Yeah, let let let's let them role play their position a little mm-hmm. bit, which which yeah, can so always sh- be interesting.
0: Shadowhunters has a. There's three, quotation mark, teams. There's the hunters and the shadows. Shadows are trying to kill the hunters. The hunters are trying to kill shadows. Depending on the player count, though, you'll throw in what's called a neutral character. The neutral characters all have their own way to win. So there's, like, one guy who wants to be the first one killed. So he's out there. He wins if he's the first guy taken out. So he's out there claiming to be whoever he needs to be to be attacked at that moment.
1: Usually Um, trying to pick a fight.
0: Yeah. yeah. And And that's
1: where...
2: I really like the five-player count number just because there's two of each and then one neutral. Mm-hmm. Two shadows, two hunters, one neutral. And it really, I i feel like the numbers are really balanced there. Yeah. And the game moves still quick enough. Now, where you're not having 20 minutes of downtime between your turn because everybody else is also trying to figure out who people are. And so then a new player gets kind of bored and moves on. With where resistance kind of handles that number better, I feel
1: yeah now w- with with shadow hunters, uh, the one problem with not playing with those higher player counts is that you do take away kind of one one element of the game because the shadows the shadows would like to kill all the hunters but really their goal is is kind of murder and mayhem. So so with enough with enough players, you have multiple neutral characters and the shadow players can win by killing enough neutral players. Mm-hmm. You really can't do that on like a 5 player game because there's not enough neutral players in the game. Yeah. Uh, so it, so it does change the dynamics a little bit, but yeah, at a higher player count, you also have to worry about that it is player elimination. Yes. So the first person out is sitting there you know, for another hour, hour and a half watching the rest of the game play out.
0: The other thing I would say be careful, it is a take that game. Mm-hmm. So, if you're somebody who yes. does not like playing, like, deception games, because it relies heavily on you having to deceive. You know, some games you can play that have, like, a hidden traitor aspect or whatever, and you can tell the truth the whole game and still be fine. This game wouldn't really lend, or, lend it to that. Also, yeah, it is a take that. Like, it is player elimination. You're going for your best friend. So, if you've got somebody who doesn't handle that well, this one might be a pass for you. But, We've, yeah, we've had a great time with that it's game. It's also
2: a lot of payback. You,
0: you <laughs>
2: yeah, hit me, I'm going to hit you. I yeah. don't know who you We
0: are. have no clue you know what's going on. Just we don't know each who other. each
2: other are, but you hit me, so I'm hitting <laughs> you back.
0: Yeah. All right, my number two is, once again, I went old school. I, I said Alhambra. Um, mm. Alhambra's an older game. Um, I, it's, You're
2: very much on the tile lane today. I'm tile laying.
0: Right? I know, right? Alhambra is a great tile placement game. Uh, has a kind of a stock market situation going on. Um, it's all about uh, building up your little Alhambra and you've got to, like, build your city and you have to have certain tiles together to make more points mm-hmm. and you have to have a wall around it to make more points and so, and then depending on what's going on, some buildings to buy are more expensive or or take more resources. I really like this game. I think it fits it fits that niche of something that has a more i don't want to say euro because it's not a euro game but it has that more everybody's doing their own thing and you're not too worried about what everybody else is doing um there's a little bit of that because at the end of the game you get points if you have the most of something
2: there's three scoring phases throughout the game yeah and during those scoring phases whoever has the most of one type of of each type of building gets more points points than based on that that level
1: so
0: but there's not so much of, like, take that. There's not very much of the no. take that. There's yeah, the, the, a most, there's a lot the lot most you
1: can really do is, yeah. want to is make, sure make a purchase in, in front of somebody else. Yeah. Um, but even then, you make a purchase in front of someone else, that you don't know what the next one's going to be, so yeah. that one may be just as good for them.
0: Or, or, or better. So, yeah. uh, I like this game. I like it for, for, for the simplicity of it, and oh. it's another game that I think looks interesting on a table where you're sitting there building, everybody's building their own little... Tetris looking city. And so people who want to buy go, ooh, what are you doing?
1: All right. So Number Two. Where we at? Number two? Number two. Okay. So so yeah, taking a page from from Jay's book a little bit, I thought I thought, well, you know, social deduction. That's a good game to bring out to you know, bring out to a new group, really really get to get to know somebody. I think I I think I wanted to I you know, I had a I had a wild thought and uh instead of a game like resistance i wanted to pick something that was maybe a little bit edgier so i'm gonna say secret hitler (laughs) you know uh this one this one is one where you know it can it can get a little bit difficult especially with uh you know with the way things have been lately politically it's 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 something that can spark some some conversations but you know that that's a good way to really get the measure of somebody. Is you know you get to see see how they're like in a in a in a very social game. Uh, you know it's it's a very little little bit cutthroat. Little
0: L- bit. little it's a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like it's it a is lot mean. But you know I, I I think it's I think it's a lot of fun and uh, you know and it really I think it really gives you a good measure of the group that you're playing with.
0: I would love that game so much more if they just would have themed it at something else. Because that is my only problem with that game is the secret Hitler aspect, and I get it. It's not like it's a too soon thing. Like World War II well, happened and, a long, long time ago, and it's but, and it's, a, it's
1: about the politics of it, not so much that. not so much some of the more. Um,
0: Tragic. You, you things, know, I mean, yeah, more, more
1: controversial that. aspects. It's, it's, it's about, about the politics I think it of, just, how some, of how this person gets into power. You they could have themed it differently and still kept the politics.
0: Yeah, exactly. But, Theme it something different. Keep the political side of it because I like that part. It just makes it harder to get the buy-in.
1: Yeah, that, that's, the, that's, that's the edge. That's what they're trying yeah, to sell. It
0: makes right. it a little harder to bring it to a table that people you don't know and be like, hey guys, we'll play Secret Hitler. like... Uh, that may strike some people wrong, and so that mm-hmm. was my only problem with this game. The
2: good thing about the game, though, is that it takes resistance and adds an extra layer on there. Oh, it's yeah. a a really sport, good game. It, it yeah. plays really well because it is resistance with some extra gameplay in it, and that makes a big difference because mm-hmm. resistance can get very stale. Very yeah,
1: big. yeah, and especially if if you've got if you've got kind of a mixed group, mm-hmm. you're never really sure how someone's going to. Going to play it, so you know we've had a couple of plays of a game like Resistance where, where you can really tell that there's somebody that's just not in it, mm-hmm. and they're they're really just kind of, kind of phoning it in, from not really doing their part. Yeah, you know, and and that's fine. That's just somebody that just didn't wasn't really into the game. I think I think a game like like Secret Hitler is going to is going to weed out some of that right off the bat. You're, you're going to tell if there's somebody that's not willing to, you know, come at it with a little bit of lightness and open up a little bit and, and, and get involved in the game, they're probably going to pass on playing the game entirely anyway. And that's, you know, so it, it, it has that extra, that extra layer there.
0: Jay, number two.
2: I was going to go with the game we played this last or a couple weekends ago in Tetris Link. I
0: thought it was a really good game of tackling. Oh, back and f- oh no, right, no. that's no, that was
1: bad. Oh, was it? That was bad. I thought it was fun. It was what,
0: what's your real number two? Oh, that, that's, that's what it
1: was. Oh. <laughs> that was Last second substitution. We all know what's going on.
0: Tetris Lake, that was so bad.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, okay, so if this is anyone's first time listening to this podcast, there there are zero objections to that, to, to that, yeah. to that, that placement. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah I mean, put a pandemic really in there. Really Excellent feel like choice. I
2: need to. Say much yeah. more. I mean, Tsunami Con is a prime example. We had so many how many games of so. Pandemic got yeah. taught because right a it's a well known game in mean. name, but it's easy to teach. It's easy to learn. Okay. I and f- plays. I
1: I, I feel like I feel like we're in a place now where I wouldn't necessarily pick a game like Pandemic to to take to a new group because
0: yeah, my immediate playing. thought
1: is. You all must have played it by now. Like yeah. everyone must have. Oh, we even pain. had
0: a family yesterday at yeah. game day. Sat down and a whole little family played Pand- Pandemic Iberia. And I was just like, "Oh wow, that's yeah. that's really cool." Like just yeah. to see, their was their new their, their first yeah. time playing a Pandemic game. And it was pandemic
2: like, any IP it's so does really well. Like, whether mm-hmm. it's Iberia, the original Call of, or Cthulhu Pandemic, which plays really well if you know that you're going to be with a group that enjoys the Cthulhu theme. Yeah, it yeah. has a poll for that. I I just, I really like the game. (laughs)
0: Next week, top five pandemic
1: games. Well, it's going to happen one of these
0: days. (laughs) There there needs to be a
1: few more. We're going to run out of ideas, we're going to run out of content, (laughs) and we're going to have a whole episode where we talk about our top five (laughs) pandemic games, and then you're going to see some real arguing. It's going to get intense, (laughs) because we're going to have some disagreements about where Cthulhu falls on the list.
0: (laughs) not on top five.
1: It's not top five. Oh, it's it's not one. in your top five? It's it's five. like Like, like, oh, like Scrap everything else. Let's do six. this now. Let's do this no, right now. No. No. You're, putting, you're putting Pandemic Cthulhu at number six of your Pandemic games?
0: Oh, no. It's like at the bottom of the list. There it's... are only like six
1: Pandemic games right there.
0: No, oh. no. There's so many. No. But Pandemic is not on. And pandemic Cthulhu? Cthulhu is not on any of my really? favorite Pandemic lists. No. Wow.
2: No. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you you handed out generic you might as well
0: do it. oh, it's I knew you.
1: <laughs> no it's it's fine it's it's the it's the least pandemicy pandemic so yeah it's fine. whatever but yeah it's,
0: any, it's fine it's fine whatever
1: any any flavor of pandemic i would not take a, a pandemic legacy to a new group unless no. unless well, i yeah. unless i was okay with just throwing it away later and <laughs> and, and buying a new copy and i don't want to do that so don't
0: don't burn it for sure people can room mad about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my I, I just realized I have no co-ops on my list, wow. and that really sounds like co-ops. We're gonna, I'm gonna have to have take throw, your co-op. Part I'm gonna throw, throw this so it's out there. Co-ops are a great game to take to your to your new gaming group. Mm-hmm. I apparently yes, just don't yes. subscribe. Working to that. together
2: really builds friendships or mm-hmm. tears them apart. It's,
0: it's up to you. Friendship is magic.
1: Some people are very very adversarial with new people <laughs> they meet. Apparently,
0: <laughs> my number one. Is Smash Up? Don't don't give me a number one. That's a number one. That's not a number one. See, I always and Uh, almost always. Okay. You act
1: like you had time to put these in order of preference.
0: (laughs) <laughs> disclaimer: Until <laughs> it was long, until I got like the, the big geeky box, that's like hundred pounds. I took this to like every meetup, uh-huh. any sort sort of like playing games with anybody. Yeah. Um, the only reason I don't now is just because it's on the top shelf and I'm afraid it will crush me if I try to get it. It might. It might. So I have to get somebody. I have to get my tall husband to get it down for me because I'm afraid I'll die. So, but this game has like something something for everybody in it. There's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I've played it with kids. I've played it with people who don't play Smash Up. I've played it with Magic players. I mean, we've... This game has something for everybody. The... To me, it's like if you have... For all these people that like at TsunamiCon, not judging anybody, but there was a lot of Flux being played, I want to be like, no, take, mm-hmm. take Smash Up. Because this game... Flux draws people in because it's easy. You know, you yeah. play one card, draw one card, and everything yeah. kind of unrolls from there. Yeah. Smash Up is not very many more rules than that. Is You can play an action, you can play a minion, everything else is on the card. You're trying to break the number on the base, beat the number on the base. First one of 15 points wins. Like, it's not a hard game to explain, not a hard game to get into. And I like that, like I said, it's got something for everybody. Mm-hmm. especially if you're crazy and have all the expansions or you can buy I say that cuz I have all the expansions or you can buy just the sets you're interested in.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean if you you can you could buy, you know, you could buy just one one expansion and play with just that. It's not yeah. not as much fun because you no. don't have very much variety, but that's that's potentially an option if someone were really interested in doing that. You, you you're playing a two player game, so it's not I don't think it's very fun. But aside from that, yeah.
0: My only thing is, uh, don't take it to higher player counts. Uh, this is a three-player max. I don't Ooh. like it any more than that because it's got so much going on. But I like. I think this is a great game for Jay Scott Steakface. I like
1: face. it. I like it. Jay, Jay. Scott
0: Steakface. <laughs> no.
1: I,
2: I think like I'm it. just burnt out too much on the game. That <laughs> he's all smashed I mean, up over. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> just because I don't want to play. <laughs> There's enough other games there to take. And I mean the list prove it I mean why don't, we haven't had any crossover yet yeah Paul hasn't named his number one mm-hmm. but we haven't had any crossover yet and it goes to show there's a lot of different ways you can go with that that I feel yeah. like you know yes I don't want to play it so I'm not going to take it but it is I feel that it's a the base works really well for it I think once you start adding expansions in some of those expansions add so right. many different rules in that that Makes the game a lot harder to teach. It, it does get and it does get trickier you that just way. Just the grab whatever and go. Yeah, some of those are they take extra tokens. You got to power up your stuff. You got to mm-hmm. know what you're doing. The the Cthulhu or the Madness expansion yeah
0: that one we that
2: one just completely takes it off the deep end
0: that one there's in Munchkin just so, I kind of have yeah. to We put disclaimers on that one and Munchkin is like so, if, if you're going to play Cthulhu then everybody needs to have a no. Cthulhu if you're going to play Munchkin everybody has to have a Munchkin
2: there's yeah. also the one with the werewolves and vampires uh-huh. where there's a lot of adding tokens and, but they've that, that's that out so that, that's, that's okay like, yeah, they, they, like they've, they've
1: continued that, out. that and yeah. it doesn't it doesn't change it that it's not like it's not like the vampires are so much more powerful than zombies because they get those all those tokens like the zombies are still a powerhouse mm-hmm. and they're you know their first first set like base yeah. base game so
2: I think just the added as you add more there's more rules that you're adding in which makes it a little bit harder to be an easy teach
0: KJ hates me as a human being Paul, well, what? <laughs>
1: Your number no. one is terrible, and we're yeah. not yeah. allowing you. Yeah, number one. You no. trash talked his favorite pandemic. What do you expect? Right. No,
0: it's all good. It's all, right. all good. All right, Paul, what
1: do you got for number, number one? You want do number one. The Thulcides. Okay. Salty. So, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna reach back a little bit further, and I. request. Yes. <laughs> Dark
0: shower. Yes.
1: No. Uh, I'll, I'll say Carcassonne. I think uh-huh. that is that is a lot of fun. I love I love any yeah, kind of yes. I love a little tile playing tile laying game. The 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 thing I think is really cool about Carcassonne is that you can you can really work that into a lot of groups. Like I said so if you want to play with your play with your grandparents, like it, your, your your modern Carcassonne comes built in with a half dozen expansions. So if you want to play with people that don't play um, games,
0: might be a little bit <laughs> hyperbole.
1: Might be, might not be. Maybe three, two, count no but yeah so so if, if you want to play with somebody that's that's not that's not familiar with tabletop gaming at all you can strip out some of those expansions and it's super easy to, it's super easy to get into you know you can figure it out really quick the rules are, are fairly simple fairly basic and everyone kind of understands what they you know what they need to do like i think it's a really easy game to to bring into a group that doesn't have a lot of experience and at the same time when i'm talking to really experienced gamers people that have played a lot and then have really gotten into it and and played it you know played every game they can find and you talk about Carcassonne a lot of them are, are still into it a lot of them can really still have some fun with it so and on top of that it's got plenty of expansions out there so if you need to add a little bit more flavor to you it it's relatively so easy to do you know it's 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 got more expansions than smash-ups so it does. So yeah. you know, if you want to, if you want to save the princess from the dragon, that's an option. Yes. Or if you want to,
0: oh, so many things. There's a circus yeah. one. It's coming.
1: Yeah, out. the circus one yes. under the big top. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Like there's so many so many was, different uh, different variants to it, make it make it something Amazon that you can is Clarkson, uh-huh, oh, yeah. was, you on the
0: Amazon
1: overseas I think there's yeah. Star Wars. Mm-hmm. See, and I haven't even yeah. I, I haven't even played very many of these. I've spent most of my time with just the base one and I still enjoy it. I think it's still got a lot of a lot of play value. And so I yeah, I think I think it has an incredible range on who you can put that game in front of and still have a good time.
2: I, I think it's a great gateway game. I, I will agree. I mean, it, it, with a new group, it's a good gateway game. It, it pulls in new players and even, I mean, even people that played some board games but have never played a real tile-laying game, it's a great introduction to that. Mm-hmm. That's easy, it's simple to understand, mm-hmm. and easy to destroy other people while you're playing because you know the rules and they don't know them as well and you're playing on every city.
0: I think I need more people on this podcast than on my side. Uh, Jay, you're number one.
2: Why, you don't agree with Carcassonne as a...
0: I think it's a fine game.
2: Uh-huh. I uh-huh. think it beats out Smash, Up <laughs> think,
1: My number one is Ticket to Ride.
0: I, I hate that game, and it's a stupid game. I don't know why you would ever put that game on your list.
1: I hate that game, and everyone that puts <laughs> it on lists. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, no, Ticket to Ride. Uh, obviously, good choice. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I
2: went for the easy ones with Ticket to Ride and Pandemic as my number one and two. Sure. I play Ticket to Ride every time I'm at a restaurant with my wife while we're waiting on food, we both have our phones out and playing Ticket to hide. and we may be cussing under our breath at each other so that you know we don't get kicked out. But it, it, it's it's a fun, it's competitive with just a couple people. It's also great just to pull out at a game day,
1: yeah. teach some Another new people. Another one that
0: has all the expansions, pick a place they've got. Oh yeah, yeah. To ride. D-
1: different different locations. If yeah. you're into that, is
0: really really cool. I
2: really like Ticket to Ride Europe. I know none of you
0: no, do. No, it's bad. I like it it's just bad. fine.
2: No. I, I thought it was really good. I like kinda good. the variety it played over what the original mm. Ticket to Ride had. But
1: I'm not i I'm not mad at the Ticket to Ride Switzerland, personally.
2: You should
0: be.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> You're
0: very
1: neutral about that Switzerland. <laughs>
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, we're gonna finish up here and just talk a little bit about the the Essen that is coming up. All of the Essen, obviously, uh, one of our favorite things coming out at Essen is Pandemic Legacy Season Two. I have Mm -hmm. both levels, like the same level, as excitement, as afraid that it will be bad. Um, Right now, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous about it. But I I think it'll be a
2: great game. I don't think it'll catch you as off guard as the first one did. Mm -hmm. I think it is the. It's not going to feel as good because yeah. the first one was a really good game and really caught caught me off guard, yeah. personally, because it was how well it was made. And I think two being as good will not be
1: as good. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm very open to what what season two is going to bring. So I expect it to not be as good. And I think that's that's a big part of my excitement. Is I think they're going to going to get weird with it. And I, I, I'm really into well, that. I really I, want to see. Have we confirmed Nate for the fourth uh-huh, on that? Yeah, uh-huh. oh yeah. So we, have, sure. we have, we have four players. We have four. Yeah, yeah all right. Contracts think, signed in blood.
0: I think my, my biggest like red flag that makes me worry about this game is I saw the map at Gen Con, and it just looks so close to Seafarers. And I'm so irsee. Yeah, seafair. No
2: Seafall. Seafall. Yeah.
0: It looks so close to Seafall and that game was just so not something I'm interested in and so I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. But I'm also very excited. So
1: I'm I'm kind of excited about that because it's like there's 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 so little there, you know? Yeah. It's it's I feel like I feel like there's so much potential in how they can how they can build it up out through the different different months of the game, different plays. So I think it's got. I think it's got a lot of potential.
0: So other so. Essen stuff coming out. Shout out to Pandasaurus coming out of like left field with all these great games here. These these bat, the, you know between Jincon and Essen. Um, you know obviously, uh, Wasteland Express delivery service is still mm. very hot. Everybody's really loving that. Great it's a great game. Uh, the other thing that is coming out at Essen from Pandasaurus, well, one of the other things is Dinosaur Island, which at first I was not real hot on. It did not look very interesting. But now that I've actually seen more more about it, um, I really like the idea of that like, you could, like, have different DNA to make your dinosaurs mm. and also build up your park, so it allows you to have some, some kind of different variability there. That game looks really so that was
1: a that was a pretty hot demo at Gen Con uh, apparently so hot that they actually had a copy stolen from yes Vincom. it
0: was super super not cool yeah. super like you want to hear about like a whole mob of angry gamers if somebody would have ever spoke up and said it was me I don't know what I don't know that person would have survived the weekend
1: oh yeah, yeah no, like they, <laughs> they, they, they they couldn't do anything with it there
0: Oh, I don't, I don't <laughs> know where so it bad. ended
1: up or how that ended up but yeah
0: another game that they are, that they are um, coming out with at Essen that uh, is getting so much love is Coaster Park and this is a card drafting auction dexterity game where you're it's like what roller coaster tycoon should have been and like you're actually building your coasters with these bits and then you're gonna hope when you when you run it through that everything worked out right and everything is good and it's got big huge pieces to it and looks really cool I'm excited to try that one out
2: so another Pandasaurus game we played recently at
1: TsunamiCon, we tried it out, was Starfall. Oh,
0: yep, yeah, Starfall, That's Starfall, another good one.
1: Starfall. It's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty simple game, but um, yeah, but kind of a lot of fun. It's all about, all about stargazing and trying to get points for making discoveries. But, yeah, pretty simple, quick game.
0: The so new...
2: they've, they've had a lot of good hits lately. Oh, they yeah.
0: play really well.
2: Yeah. And I think that one was a combination and with
0: Ivy. And visually, all of them look very different from what's out there. Mm-hmm. You, you're, It's almost getting to the point of, like, I'm not going to say they have their own style, but they kind of do. Um, because each one, their, I'm not going to say their games all look alike, but... Man, it, you can definitely tell a Pandasaurus game from another game, because the colors are bright, the artwork is great, they're visually distinct. You know, think of like Wasteland Express Deliver Service, I think if, you know, Stonemire would put that out, it would have been dark and gritty, and kind of muddy. Not saying that that's not visually pleasing, but it would have been a whole different look, aesthetically.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, and there are three latest ones, the, the ones we've really mentioned here... All kind of do have that very similar look.
0: Yeah, and what, Dinosaur Park almost age, has like an '80s retro feel <laughs> to it.
2: Um, which Wasteland Express does to some degree too. I feel like the the, the artwork mm-hmm. does feel very '80s retro.
0: I didn't get that, but really? art is subjective, so we're all well, all agree to disagree. <laughs> but <laughs> and then Coaster Park is very whimsical. It's also bright. Very whimsical. Like I said, they're they're kind of their own. They're getting to where you could recognize the Panasaurus game from everything else. Also. To loop around to, to what Paul was talking about. There's going to be a Mysterium, which is, I link it with Dick, with Dixit because it's kind of in that same yeah. vein. Yeah, so, Some similar mechanism. Yeah, so you're... are not similar. They use the cool cards and you're doing things. I think it works. So, yeah. but there's a Mysterium expansion Paul coming out. Paul can
2: link anything to anything. Well, yes, yeah. I can. Uh-huh.
0: It's fine. So, <laughs> there's a Mysterium expansion coming out. I'm really excited about it. However... I don't know that I have anybody to play it with because, like, my spouse hates Mysterium. I like
1: Mysterium, it's a fun game. Like it's it's it, I mean it's usually a train wreck where nobody wins, but uh, but I do enjoy <laughs> playing.
0: Fire, but yeah, it's a fun game, and I'm excited to try the, the expansion. The problem
2: I have with the expansion is it's spending a lot of money for something that may get played twice, as opposed to if we buy a base game, you're gonna we will probably end up playing it more than twice.
0: So, so how
1: much how much are they talking about for I the don't, expansion? That
0: I don't
2: have. I, I don't I don't have the number, but most expansions just pricing off of the
1: thirty to forty
2: dollar range.
1: Yeah, I think I think if I think if you're and regularly playing Mysterium, this Essen yeah. is yeah. all about the fine.
0: expansions too. There's a ton of expansions coming out at Essen. There's the um, terraforming Mars, Venus next expansion mm-hmm. and that's coming out at Essen, which follows
2: up the expansions that released at Gen Con.
0: And then there's
2: two, there was an expansion that released at GenCon, wasn't there? For that that added two additional Ooh. planets or moons. Or am I completely off topic on
0: that? You may Made that up. Uh,
1: I don't recall. There was there was discussion of a Terraforming Mars expansion at Gen Con, but I think that might have been the Venus expansion.
0: Um Gaia Project, which is a standalone game, but it's kind of a sequel to Terra Mystica. Um, there's also Queen Domino, which is the, the kind of mm-hmm. the sequel to King Domino. So there's a lot of that coming out. My worry with this, and there are I'm not gonna say there's not, there's some great like individual games. Um there's photosynthesis is still. You know, rolling. They're rolling that out. Wasteland Express, um, Ex Libris. Um, There's also Merlin. That's the new Euro game that people are excited about, which is where you're knights and you're trying to vie for the second to be the the what's the word I'm looking for the succession to king arthur mm-hmm. and it's a euro game called merlin like there's there's some great standalone games i'm a little worried though with all the like second of or all these extra expansions it makes me a little worried about the hobby as a whole that are we running out of ideas are we running out of steam are we leaning too heavily on oh this game did well so let's make six more
1: yeah i th- i think i think there's still i think i think right now it's a lot of Picking the low-hanging fruit, I think there's still a lot of potential. There's a lot of a lot of games that are kind of coming out with new and interesting mechanics, and once those start taking off, there's there's a lot of growth possible. I think we might be hitting a a little bit of a yeah. I don't even want to say that necessarily. Maybe a little bit of a creative lull. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that the games that aren't that are coming out aren't aren't incredibly creative and and interesting because they definitely are, but you know we might be just getting into that space where it's kind of filling in some of the gaps grabbing that low-hanging fruit and so so yeah your your super popular games you'll of course are getting expansions and then you know we're gonna have some follow-up to some of the big blockbuster games and, and maybe that's the natural you know the natural progression of when you have a game like pandemic legacy come out that just kind of blows everything else out of the water well, they, they, I mean, they're honor bound now to put out a second one. So, yeah, that's so no, fair. no surprise that that's happening. Um, same thing with like a terraforming Mars. You know, huge game, hugely popular, and it's a great, great fun game. So of course they're going to put out an expansion. There are ex- expansions coming out for games that are that are much worse than that. So, <laughs> so you know, so yeah, I, th- I think that's fair. Um, I do think there are a lot of people that are working on some interesting projects that will be coming out. Um, you know, we didn't really get into it too much. Wave the pandas coming out not, not too far off, uh, you know, things like that. Um, cool Mini or Not, they announced a lot of interesting projects for Gen Con, even though they didn't have a whole lot to show.
0: Another huge game getting love is Pulsar 2849. This is a, another space exploration game. It involves dice drafting, I believe. So you're rolling dice and drafting them in, and it has that exploration Man, space—the popular theme this year. Oh, yeah, everything yeah. is. In, we even have Clank in space. Like everything is in Clank space. in
2: space. By the way, yes, this is the second expansion
0: Hellas and Elysium. Yeah, for terraforming
2: Mars. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Right. In the last three months, so that is correct. Hellas and Elysium, and now terraforming Mars, Venus next. So they're they're really pushing some terraforming Mars, which is a fun game. I mean,
1: oh yeah, yeah. I, mean,
2: I did the mad the game. At it was really it was a really fun game to play. We don't care about your opinion. But it wasn't really funny. Fruity. <laughs> <Really?
0: laughs> huh. So overall, I think there's some really interesting games coming out. Uh, there's one called Alexandria, I believe, and this is a game. Another one that's kind of weird. Is um, it a
1: library game? It is
0: the library game. It's I'm, the. I'm, libra- I'm
1: interested in these library games.
0: <laughs> it's a library game, not one where you're like an Ex Libris, where you are a librarian. But this one, important. the you you are trying to save these you know books of uh, there there all these ancient texts or important books as the library is burning, and you're trying to get as many out as possible. Mm -hmm. I think that the fun thing in this is it doesn't appear to be (laughs) co-op. So I'm like ripping Uh, books out of your hands and taking them because I want to be the one to save them. Kind of sounds like a fun, kind of sounds like a fun, fun thing to do. So yeah, Uh, Otis, that's another one that looks really interesting to me. It is a different theme. It is not in space. Otis is a, (laughs) <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had that's, my fill of space that, games. That's
1: the first expansion. It's Otis in space.
0: <laughs> Otis is and It's like spelled where right, it's like O T Y S. I think it is a ocean game where you, civilization has its water world. Civilization is all mm-hmm. underwater, and you are trying to dive down and bring up remnants from the past. And depending mm-hmm. on what you bring up, is worth more points from everything mm-hmm. that I understand. So it looks really that sounds it, interesting. Yeah, different things. We so.
1: we could definitely play a little bit more with some some. Ocean based games. Yeah. Abyss was a was a really fun, really fun, interesting game. So I'd like to see people play a little bit more Under the Sea.
0: Under uh, oh, the Sea.
2: Another yellow
0: small box game
2: coming out. And they're whatever the little small yellow yeah, boxes uh-huh. are. Couldn't you just say that
1: anytime? Like, <laughs> just in general?
0: <laughs> what is their newest? What is uh, their
1: newest? ever mess not the
0: Oh, yeah, that one is. People are loving that. Man, that Cthulhu
2: though. Another mm. theme goes. And then, according to Board Game Geek, the number one is Alien Artifacts.
0: Yep, that one is getting a lot of love. I honestly. It's a 4x
2: style. Kind yeah. of Game, so. Mm-hmm. You honestly. Know, like the 4x style?
0: Not my, not my valley, because <laughs> I've expressed <laughs> I'm not <laughs> real excited about space themes, and 4x isn't always my mod bag of tricks. So, but it looks really good. Looks like a game that a lot of people will enjoy. So all right well i think that's all we've got this week um we will keep you up to date on the fun things we play in two weeks if you have questions comments concerns you can uh get get a hold of us at breaking the dice on twitter and facebook shoot us a message there we got our first piece of like i'm calling it fan mail so i'm just really excited i think that i think that means something so
1: you want to send us a note send us a letter whatever uh Tell us, tell us what you don't like about us, and we will we will come on the podcast and and belittle you for yeah. fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll judge you. So that's yeah. an option. Yeah. We'll judge you strongly. So, and then
1: I guess if you say something nice, we'll give them cake. Is it? Are we doing? Is it? We doing the cake? I don't know. We're, we're not doing the cake. The, the cake doing is the cake. It's
0: no, okay. we're okay. not doing cake. <laughs> so
1: there's no cake, but you know, let us know what's up anyway.
0: Okay. So until next week, keep on playing games.